0: In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew.
1: In the Lab time, and John, that was kind of fun, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. That was really, really fun, man. Just, the, just everything about it, you know, being you know close to the sideline there, just seeing the guys erupt and get excited for one another. Uh, and enjoy playing ball. I mean, look, you and I got into our roles because we enjoy watching this football team. We enjoy covering this team. Um, and what you and I have been able to do, become friends and do this kind of this show. I mean, that's that's obviously part of doing this job, which makes it so much fun. But I know we got started in this thing because we're like, yeah, we get to cover in the NFL. You know, we get to travel with the team, uh, watch them in, a, in road games. We're watching football every week. I mean, this is fun. That's why we got into it, man. Yeah. It's fun. That's why the players started playing this originally. It's fun. And, look, I know there's a business part to this whole NFL thing, but when you're between lines, it's just 60 minutes of doing what you've always done, and that's play ball and get all that other junk out of your head. And it looked like the Texans did that on Sunday, and they got to continue to do that next Sunday against the Titans. Hopefully there's a game, I hope. I yeah. And
1: I know it happened against the Jaguars, and we know the history with the Jaguars. That's yeah. 16 of the last 20 you've beaten them. You've swept them every year except for 13 and 17 since the start of the 11th season. But, hey, if you're a good team, that's what you're supposed to do against the Jaguars. So yep. I like that because what had we seen yep. in the first four weeks? The opposite of what we saw on Sunday, and they were headed towards what they had been doing the first four, and then a change was made. You and I texted back and forth both before and after – the O'Brien uh, firing, and we both kind of had this, and I think we talked about it on this podcast, are we sure that the Texans are six and a half points better than anyone yeah. in the NFL? Because that's what the Vegas line was going into that game. Well, Vegas knew. And Vegas knew strangely before the the, the O'Brien um, firing. But, yeah. yeah, that's another double-digit win against the Jaguars. It's a double-digit win. That's something you've done against them most of the time you've played them for the last decade. Now, they were really razor-thin close last year here at home. But other than that, you have consistently beaten them by double digits. And what that felt like on Sunday, just in a teensy-tiny way, was what it felt like around here when the Texans went on that win streak in 11 and into the end of the season and into the playoffs. And then the start of the '12 season, basically into the early part of December. It was fun. It was fun, and they looked good. and. Different teams, different talent, I, I get you, different landscape in the NFL. But it was fun. The postgame was – it reminded me of that. And I was like, hasn't felt like this in a long, long time around here. Hadn't been but about eight years since it felt like this.
0: Yeah, and I know people – you use the word fun. JJ talked about fun. Uh, Romeo Cornell talked about fun. And, and I talked about it, you know, as we started the podcast. And I know people hear that and go, well, it's not fun to get beat well yeah we we understand that you lose that game it's it's no fun I, I i understand that, but I think when you talk about the psychology of a team and that's that's for anybody outside the locker room to try and talk about, but we're in this building, we see these guys, we understand you know what they're going through you know we we hear things, we hear through walls, you know we can see the guys come out of a meeting room, and it's just you know heads are down and There is a level at which fun becomes a factor in playing well and winning. And every team is wound a different way. I have thought for the last couple of years that this team is wound. Way too tight. Playing too tight. They need to hear the music in their head. And they need to play like that. And I go back to, you know, two years ago against uh, Green Bay up up there in practice. And they cranked the music. And I'm watching the offense just dance on the sideline and go to work. And that's the way I think they've got to do things. And I, I felt like they did more of that uh, in the second half. And then, of course, hey, look, it's fourth and four. You got a chance to put them away and make everybody feel great about leaving this building on Sunday. And they did. They made the yeah. decision to do it. They put the hand, put the ball in hands of number four. He was going to go to a vet. that has been making plays in this league for eight years. And we're going to make this thing work. And then not only did they make it work, he gets in the end zone and – Drew, I know you felt it looking down at the sidelines. It was just interrupted. It took about two minutes to get the extra point kick because everybody was so excited for that decision. They were excited for Tim Kelly, who caught a great play. They are excited for uh, Brandon getting the end zone for the first time as a Texan. And they were excited for each other. Like, man, yes, okay. This is what happens when we put it all together. And go get a two touchdown win over the Jags, a division. Same opponent.
1: thing, same sort of celebration when when Watt comes up with that fumble. I mean, that was yes. a gift of a turnover. But hey, yes. at long last, the Texans finally got a turnover. They were loving it, and then yeah. you know the sideline sidelines they took it. Man, they weren't going to worry about how it came to them, and they were they were loving that. JJ even tweeted a picture, I believe, last yeah. night,
0: yeah. talking about how he much did.
1: fun that was. So that was really cool. All right. And they've all said, hey, that was cool, but we got to keep doing this over yep. and over and over again. they got to go right. 1-0 and each week. So, to go 1-0 and against the Tennessee Titans, who I have no idea how they're <laughs> going to look from here on out. Nothing you tell yeah. me that happens would surprise me. But the Tennessee Titans are the next matchup. That's a noon game in Nashville. Give me a non-negotiable for the Texans. they got to do this to get a win. And it's not the – just score more points. We know that's the case. Okay.
0: Um, I'm going to make a new uh, Interlab podcast rule. We're going to take creating turnovers and just put it up on a shelf. Cool. Because that's just one that's it's always there. So, like, when it comes up, we just point at the shelf and say, that one's really, really, really important. But I thought one thing that is non-negotiable, one thing that I loved seeing against the Jags, I felt like the offensive line – really moved the line of scrimmage. And I think that the Titans, yes, have Jeffrey Simmons, who I absolutely love as a player. I had him number four in my Harris 100 two years ago, and he only went number 19 because he had torn his ACL in draft workouts. He is a dude, and blocking him is very difficult. But I don't think that the Titans are exceptional up front like they've been in the past. And I feel like the offensive line has got to dominate and know that it is dominating. And not that I think you've got to run the ball 40 times against the Titans, but I think there is this physical mindset that the offensive line played with against Jacksonville that they looked across the line and said, we're going to dominate you all day, get ready. And I think a lot of that came from Titus Howard. Talking to Tim Kelly on monday night which was really good i mean tim was fantastic on the coach's show on on uh, texas radio uh, at five o'clock on mondays we're going to rotate the coordinators and romeo in there It was really really good stuff and tim talked about that he mentioned titus by name and i thought about that watching the game there are a couple of times that titus just hammered the edge he's nasty us.
1: man he's really nasty like hit, i talked to a lot of guys this off season basically once a week i do a zoom yep. And he came up quite a bit with the other yep. offensive linemen that I spoke with. And they all – to a man – I mean, he's like the funniest Houston Texan in the locker room, a lot of them say. Yeah. But then when he gets on the field, this guy, it's like you're saying, he is mean and he doesn't mess around. And he, it's, it's just one more reason you see why the Texans were so ecstatic when they took him in 2019. Drew, there was a there
0: was a play. And I, I, gosh, I wish I could find it. But we were going – north to south, and there was a run play that went towards our sideline. And I remember watching the run play like, man, they got some pretty good movement on that. And it'd be like a four- or five-yard gain. It was not a a huge gain. But they showed the replay up on the board. And so I look up, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God, Titus Howard took that dude's soul. (laughs) I mean, just took – I mean, he ran him out of bounds and then splashed him out of bounds on the Texans' sideline. I mean, it was – holy crap and then I start thinking man and I went back and I watched the game to watch him and I was like that you could see him he looked healthier he looked like he was moving more fluidly he's kind of played himself back in shape
1: yeah
0: right and I think part of it too and 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 let's be honest he's not frank he didn't face Frank Clark he didn't face T.J. Watt that's a tough road man in your first four ballgames, you didn't face Yannick Ngakwe. You have to go against those guys. But I also think that even though I look at this offense and I think, like Andre Ware, he and I have the kind of same thoughts on this, that, hey, maybe we're the type of offense that it has to throw to lead to the run. Maybe we're not a run-based team that then has to throw to that. We've talked, yeah, you, and I, that we've,
1: can... you and I talked about this. Get the tempo going. Get the offense yeah, moving. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, hey, the, the,
1: it's like you said, the pass can't open up the run, and then once that starts happening, then you've established the run. Yeah. It's not really establishing Absolutely. the run so much. It's just establishing the threat of the run. Right. And that's that's what the Texans did, and then they were able to actually run it late, which was yep. really
0: fun to see there with David Johnson. So that's my non-negotiable, okay. Drew. I think the offensive line, those five guys up front, uh, and I think Sunil's done a nice job stepping in for Max and – you know, hopefully we can see Max at some point, you know, get his confidence back and get back in. But those five guys up front have got to continue with that physical mindset of just pounding. When it's run game, it's pound. If it's RPO, man, get that shot, a good shot without going downfield. They've got to play with that physical mindset. And I think if they do that, uh, then this offense has got the opportunity to be balanced like we think it could be. So, Drew, what's your non-negotiable for this week against the Titans?
1: Keep spreading the explosions. With they've been going. They've been going downfield, and getting big gains in the passing game pretty consistently the last couple of weeks, or more consistently. It really came together last weekend, but you were seeing spurts of it and signs of life over the last two games before that. Yep. Let's let's just keep that up, cont- or you know, c- be consistent in that regard because yep. Fuller got a deep one. Fell's got a deep one. Fell's had the longest <laughs> catch of his career. I'm not saying you necessarily have to have that. I'll take that. Yeah. But right. keep the Cooks co- uh, Cobb stills and Fuller train rolling as yep. far as each of them popping them deep. And then you're, gonna, you're definitely going to be able to run, and you're definitely going to be able to get the ball in some other guys' hands. But hit each of them at least once and let them get a big, big gain because that's just going to snowball, which is what, it, what, it's what we saw last yep. Sunday. I mean, it's what we saw yep. against the Jaguars. Hit them deep,
0: Johnny. Yep, I'm with you. I, I have always been a proponent of throwing deep, especially early. I love throwing deep early, and, I, and I've always said this. I love throwing deep early. It's something that I actually crafted after, you know, I left coaching. And I actually thought back to like, dang it, I would have loved to have have done that with my quarterbacks. Because one of the things when you're a quarterback and you get amped up, and I know quarterbacks are supposed to be like chill all the time. But quarterbacks get amped up. Even Deshaun, sometimes he doesn't show it outwardly. But you just get amped up and you're like, ah, you got all this. You know, trying to throw a screen pass when you're just like, ah, it doesn't do anybody any good. But if you just haul off and max protected throwing down the field, Maybe you hit it, maybe you don't. I mean, obviously the negative is, okay, they could pick it off. Okay, I, I get that. But if you kind of pick and choose the right spot and, and just let it fly, the quarterback gets all that just yeah, yeah, angst out, and maybe you hit it. But one thing you do do is you put them on notice like, hey, we're going deep on you jokers today. You better back up. And then you start catching all that stuff underneath and you throw it. That's what I was going to say. Let me clarify. Let, let's get
1: big gains, whether they are yeah. deep or whether it is that underneath stuff where you cock guys in movement with a little bit of space. That's what I lo- I yeah. mean, that was great. I'll take that. Yep. Doesn't have to necessarily be deep shots, but let's get big gains off yep. of intermediate and deep shots. That's what right. I want. All right. Absolutely. I'm with you. This has I'm been right fun. You, I can't wait. I wish I was going to Nashville with you, but uh, hey, Texans looking to go one or no again and get closer. And they can, because I mean, they've, this is a divisional opponent, and they've they've had nice slugfests with the
0: Titans the last few years. They
1: beat them there in December. Yep. It can happen again. So
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go do it. It's going to be a physical matchup. You know, they caught a they caught a man's game. It's a line of scrimmage, uh, you know, game, and hopefully the Texans can dominate that and then sprinkle in, like you said, some of those big plays. And you think about last year's win at Tennessee, two Kenny Stills, big plays. They tried to man up on these receivers and they couldn't do it. Can't. I don't think they've gotten any better back there. So. You know what, let's see some of those big plays again, get a lead, and then make them have to chase you. And then when they have to sit back there and throw, Drew, we talked about this. I think this pass rush is way better than people thought coming into the year. And I think also that it allows allows Anthony Weaver to start kind of reaching into his bag of tricks and bringing things that the offensive lines aren't picking up and the quarterbacks aren't seeing. And that, I hope, uh, continues. But getting a lead to be able to do that is going to be huge. This has been In the Lab.